How is that possible? Todd, I've never had a stop. Just blueberry. Stop. Okay, stop. Oh my God, Carl. Seriously though. <laughs> I, I don't eat fruits and vegetables. But you should. I'm not saying I shouldn't. I just prefer not to. I prefer a good potato cake, deep fry, with gluten <laughs> and high fructose corn syrup. Here we go. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Then uh, started podcasting. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you tried to better suppress me yesterday. All right, let's let's say, let's say, let's be very clear about this. We are recording this episode that you're listening to the day after the election. The big night. Okay, so. Well, so we did not early vote. We went to actually vote on election day because we're a big vote on election day people. And we also thought... The lines are probably going to not be as long as they were for early voting, and they weren't. We were literally in and out in five minutes, five ten minutes. It was awesome, but you you always do this, and it's always in the four year the the presidential election because we usually go together. You just have a way of like, you know, you start asking questions as I'm heading up there. Who are you voting for? Well, have you you know have you given any thought to who you're voting for? And meanwhile, we will have talked about this going in but you're trying to sort of get me going right before I Tell get that in was there. you on the way the oh point. I was just excited I was so excited I love to vote I love to vote for anything I mean if you need me to vote for you for like you know yard of the month homecoming queen I love to vote I love it love, 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 love. so I was so excited meanwhile in the church parking lot Donna's doing like high kicks and saying take that Donald Trump <laughs> seriously <laughs> I mean, Will, who went to vote with us as well, very special moment because this is his first presidential election uh, that he voted in. And, and and so, what? Yeah. We all went together. Yep, we did. And I thought it was very cool. But even Will, who was 21 years old, was even like, Dad, what's up with Donna today? I was just excited. It was a great day to vote. It was just exciting to vote. But yeah, you were kind of like eyeing me, and then I could see you in your little curtain, making like eye contact. Across the gym. Yes. Where they have the Sunday afternoon. Do you get nervous? Like, do you get like when they give you your little like whenever you go to vote because you just feel this. I mean, it is such a privilege. It is, and such a responsibility to vote. But when they give you the little stylus, and then are you ever like, okay, when there was one that was like it was for the surveyor, and there was no candidate, and then so do I write myself in or do I write you in? Will wrote in some basketball player. I didn't even know who we were supposed to write in. And then you, they told you your ballot was like something was it wrong. It was flagged. You were flagged. And I was like, why has my ballot been flagged? So you wave, you raise your hand, especially yesterday, anywhere in America, because this presidential election is contentious. It was being closely watched, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just raise your hand and say, I'm being flagged. And the, I mean, the poll worker going to run over, run, trip themselves to get to you because they don't want there to be any problems or someone to pick up. The fact that I was voting and some man's ballot was flagged. And they don't even know what that means, but they leave and they go tell their family and their neighbors. And next thing you know, it's gotten around our city that someone's ballot was flagged. And it's suddenly voter suppression. And, fraud, you know, and, yeah. and so it wasn't at all. Stop, Karen. Stop. Yeah. I just needed a poll worker to help explain to me why it had been flagged. And it's because I skipped over that one. So you have you, to put something in No, there. you don't. Oh. But my ballot was cast with flags 
Mm. That probably doesn't sound good in 2020. No. No, but I, I scanned it and everything. We're cool. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. But they were very helpful. And the average, uh, the average wait time in the state of Georgia on election day was two minutes. It's amazing. Two minutes. I thought it was great. And I thought the poll workers, anyone who is a poll worker, you know, thank you again. And many of them were new and much younger yeah. this time around because of great. COVID. That was great. So. Let's connect on uh, social media. Continue the conversation between pods at ATL Cadillac is where you'll find me on Insta and Twitter. There's also the Cadillac Jack uh, page on Facebook. And don't forget, tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack. And the most recent episode of the podcast is going to air. You can also leave us a text or voicemail. Let's do this on top of the show, on the front of the show, Donna. Okay. Let's text, uh, check the uh, mm. the show text and voicemail line real quick here. Okay. That'll what, start what us think? off with a bang. What do you think? And... That number again mm-hmm. is 770-464-6024. Reach out to us. All messages and voicemails come directly to my smartphone. So, What was your hype song today? I am so excited that Eric Church is going to launch an album between now and next Wednesday, November 11th, which is the date of the CMA Awards, the Country Music Awards. I'm going to add Drink in My Hand. Oh, that's a good one. From Chief back in 2011. Love it. That's a prediction of mine about this double album out in the next uh, less than a week. Here's why. Eric has already released five songs for this album that he wrote during the pandemic outside of Boone, North Carolina. Wrote 28 songs in 28 days. That's a lot of writing. You cannot release five songs willy-nilly as singles and then put those five on an album and tack two new ones on. And call it a day. You can't do it. It just doesn't work that way. The system doesn't work that way. Eric Church didn't work that way. So you're predicting a double album? Absolutely, I am. Is it going to? Is part of it going to be live or? Don't know. It's yeah. going to be a double album. I don't think any of it's going to be live. I think it's going to be all new material, with the exception of the five singles that he's released. Because he's just written so much material. Flashback to March 2016, three days before the Academy of Country Music Awards, the ACMs, which is the smaller of the two country award shows. Eric Church, with no street week, no promotion, no photographs, no interviews. The social media hints nothing. Drops Mr. Misunderstood. His fan club called the Church Choir got it first. He sent 80,000 copies of this project before the public even knew. On vinyl. It was coming. Some of them were on vinyl. Mm -hmm. Sent out 80,000 copies to his fan club. Then it was revealed at the ACM Awards that he had an album drop. I remember the moment that it happened. I was knee deep in radio, country radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Pretty established guy. I didn't even have a hint that it was coming. Yeah. So he records, or rather he plays the title track, Mr. Misunderstood, at the ACM Awards and says, "Just remember he just dropped it. Hey, listen, I had a new album drop today. Yeah, and he did it on the award show because everybody was yeah. like, wait, what? So it, um, I just feel that that same, there, there's no other place for Eric Church to get as many eyes and ears as performing on the CMA Awards Wednesday, 11-11. And I know he's performing. I believe that he's going to announce on that day when there's all this momentum in the national headlines, even about country music and the country music association awards, Eric church could even jump that press jump that cycle of the CMAs. And it suddenly becomes Eric church drops a brand new album at the CMA awards. Well, and so the CMA awards kind of misses out a little bit. It's kind of like we've talked about. It'd be a good way to get um, street week with no street week. Yeah. You know, because What's it kind of piggyback on the CMA Awards? Yeah, exactly. Big projects always drop fourth quarter. Very simple reason why. Holidays and downloads and uh, stuff like that. So I, ju- I feel it. I do. 
Yeah, that's And I'm very excited. Very that's excited. That's cool. All right, so we're going to add Drink in My Hand to the Hype Song playlist on Spotify. Uh, the song that you jammed to, that you got all hyped up to on the way here to the Apple Media Group today, Don. So mine is Mean from Taylor Swift. I just heard this the other day, and I heard it um, like on a terrestrial radio station. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that song. I love that song, Mean. Um, and it was from the Speak Now album, which was released in 2010. It won a Grammy for the best country song. And there was always all this speculation about who did Taylor Swift write Mean for. Um, and she said it was just a general song to people who just constantly came at her and criticized her. That she was fine with... Um, constructive criticism that she could take it but just people who were just constantly like she's too skinny she's pale she's weird she's awkward she's you know she just said it felt like hunting season for a while on her entire being and so she sat down and does what she does and she just wrote a song I think it's interesting because if you think about what's going on or what's gone on with her in the last couple of years the song could have been written for like Scooter Braun if you don't know who Scooter is he was the manager who really um he sort of found Justin Bieber. He's from Atlanta originally. Um, and he also manages Ariana Grande and a couple of other people in big time, big, big, big time now. Um, but he bought all of Taylor Swift's original masters. Is that right? Her I don't know that he bought them. Yeah. I think that he, he held her. Them. Yes. When, yes, it was, it was, he, he and Scott Borchetta. Yes. Who actually found she created, Taylor Swift. He, I don't want to say created. He found Taylor Swift very similar to the way Scooter did Justin. Scooter did Justin. And so now Scott Borchetta and, and Scooter Braun are in business together and they would not give Taylor her masters. Yeah. They refused to do that. They said the masters belong to us. And the way the contract was written when she was 15 years old. It, yeah, it, yeah. It was written that way. That, that yeah. she doesn't own the masters. Who knew, though, that Taylor Swift, other than Taylor, God bless her, at 15, that she was going to become what she has become today. Taylor, well, Taylor knew that. Yeah. That she was going to be huge. But everybody, yeah, I remember the first time meeting her, you're like, eh. yeah. Sing a little song about Tim McGraw. Well, and her and Scott Borchetta kind of grew up in, I mean, Scott was in the industry, but I mean, they came through her career together. I mean, they were in lockstep together. And then recently, I think she decided before this was done, before he decided to go into business with Scooter Braun, they, she changed um, labels and decided that she was, when her label was up, that she was not going to work with Scott Borchetto anymore. And then he went into business with Scooter and the rest is legendary. If you followed it at all, I, I feel very strongly about this, that if an artist writes their music, they should own their music. I just do. I think there's bad contracts and people can say, well, they should have known better or someone should have looked over it. But it's kind of like you said, it's like you don't have a crystal ball into the future. But I mean, I can't imagine and I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I just cannot imagine your personal work. Somebody else owning and, and saying you and cannot profiting. release it, right. you cannot. You know, there was a threat even at one point, probably over a year ago. But where Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta said you can't even perform no, these yeah. songs, these songs that that got you to where you are. And if you think about it, most of that catalog was her country albums, you know, coming up and the songs coming up through through the years. I just that to me, again, no matter what you think about Taylor Swift, and I know I always say this, she and she is she's a lightning rod. She is for a lot of reasons, but. I just think that that is so crazy to me. And she's not the first one. I mean, there's plenty of artists who have, you know, had to reacquire their masters or their, you know, original libraries. And I just, to me, it just, as and, and what I think is the most disturbing, and this has happened a couple of times, is when another artist owns 
a group or an artist's masters. masters. Like Michael Jackson. Owned the Beatles. Owned the Beatles' masters. And I don't know if that was a contentious one, but it, to me, it's just like if you are a creative person and you are sitting on someone else's work or creativity to profit, that just seems so shallow to me. I don't know. It's very weird. We were talking about it. I mean, there's been... There have been instances of this, too, where you hear about where artists get into dust-ups with labels. And the the most famous one that ended up in a, in court, a court battle, was Tim McGraw and Curb Records. And during the time, didn't he have, like, one more album that he was – because you're – explain that. You're kind of – you have agreements. You owe an album. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you owe a record label so many albums. And Tim McGraw, I think, had done all for – his his commitment to Curb was done – with the exception of one. And so he put out that final album and maybe not his best work because he's not going, knowing Curb's not going to promote it either. Yeah. And he'd already had it, you know, he already had a deal with Scott Borchetta of all people ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, yeah, it, it happens, happens quite a bit, but that normally in a a recording contract, you are held to, um, you have to put out a number of albums. Sometimes it's negotiated, that one of your albums that you have committed to the label could be a greatest hits project. Not right. always, but sometimes that or a live album can also be included as one uh, project that you owe to your record label in your contract as well. Sometimes yeah, it's almost like some of those, like I remember the one with Tim McGraw, it's like a contentious divorce because you're, well, he was a curb since day one. Yeah. It's very interesting. Kind of gives you a peek behind when when that's going on. What what all is included in contracts and so forth. All right. So mean from Taylor Swift, drink a ham from the chief Eric Church going to be added to the hype song playlist, which is a component to the podcast. At top of every episode, we we talk about the the songs that we're digging right now and that we we're jamming to and getting all excited about coming to the studio to record each episode, and they're all on the Spotify playlist. Just search Caddy and Donna hype songs there, and you'll find them. So we cannot talk about the winner of the presidential election because as we record this morning around lunchtime. We don't know. The day after, we don't know. But some some things as you and I watched returns last night with the kids even, which I, I enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed the kids having an interest. And as I said earlier, we went to vote with Will in the presidential election for the first time. Um, I want to share a text. I always have a group text with the kids about dinner and laundry and things like that. Mm-hmm. pickups who's got what um i sent a text to our 14 year old daughter charlotte yesterday and i want to share it with you right now i'm gonna pull it up all right here we go i say to charlotte do you want mom and me and will to wait till you get home from school to vote so you can go with us she's been very interested in this election and it was not our, she was we didn't have car i didn't have carpool yesterday so she was coming home with somebody else and I, just a very basic question would you like to be a part of history and join your brother and your mom and dad at the polls? No, it's okay. I said, you maybe should to double check your mother's vote. And this is where she roasts me. No, I think she's fine. I think you should check yours and protect the rights of minorities and not taxes, but whatever. And ding, just leaves ding, it at that. Ding, ding, ding. Leaves it at that. Yeah. But I did enjoy watching Returns with Charlotte last night. Yeah. I think they have a lot of questions. You know, she's obviously older now and understands it. But I remember when the kids were younger, 
Will, we were talking about it in the last presidential election. He, he must have been in some U.S. history class or whatever because he had a huge map of the United States. And as each state came in, he would have to color it in red or blue. But it got it gets them interested. I saw another person that I followed that's a teacher for kids who are like um, kindergartners. And they were voting. And they did this whole thing with voting and they had to turn in their votes and they had like little ballot boxes. And I think I think it's great. Again, we have talked on this podcast before that um, it's so important to teach them at a young age how important it is to have the right to vote. But, yeah, they always have a lot of questions about the Electoral College versus the popular vote. And, you know, why is it the way it is? Very interesting. Some things that we flagged during the day and watching returns come in. Stories that really made us go, you got to be freaking kidding me. This may have been just Georgia. I don't know. We record the podcast about 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. You're here in Fulton County a lot right now, regardless of where you're listening because of the election. And that's where we are in North Fulton County. If you were positive for COVID-19 yesterday, you were still encouraged to go to the polls. In Georgia, I know, maybe elsewhere. You were to wear PPE. And when you get to the poll, the polling place where you vote, you were to approach a poll worker <laughs> and say, I have COVID-19, but I'm here to vote. Mm. Who gets that door? Like Sam, he comes up at the last minute and you're like, he's like, what am I going to be doing today, ladies? And you're like, oh, we got a good job <laughs> you're for you, the COVID Sam. Desk. Yeah. <laughs> Suit up, buddy. You're on COVID door duty. I did just I found that very, very strange. I find Maybe it fascinating. Not. I was telling you that you would think with all the technology that we have in the world that you couldn't just shoot your vote to some like portal <laughs> out in the universe and it just captures it. Like you don't even have to leave your house. I mean, I love, like I said, I love voting. I love leaving my house. But for people like that or or for seniors where they're, you know, having to do absentee ballot, it just seems like there's another way that we could do this, you know, work on that. Start working on that. Okay. For 2024? Yeah. Um, Washington, D.C. has passed mushrooms for recreational use. Well, we can't send Roscoe there. One in three Americans now live in a state that is cool with recreational pot. After, I think, uh, there were three or four that, that, that passed it for recreational use yesterday. And Oregon says, bring what you got. We welcome anybody. You can now have up to a certain amount of heroin, cocaine. I'm not, I'm not, I couldn't make this up, Don. In Oregon, and if it's under a certain amount, you're, you're they're cool with it. Why? How is that possible? Again, these are stories that just I kind of flagged, and we, we flagged together. Yeah. While watching election returns. Do you ever, when you're voting and you read all those like long, like I know what the, your answer is going to be, but like <laughs> you know where it's like, do you believe that? Like one of them yesterday was about charities and land holding. And How do you answer no? Do you read? Okay. Would you, okay. Do you read the whole thing? Like, are no. you well? If I see charity, uh, yes, I'm in. So your thing is when you're reading them is you capture a couple of keywords. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't read the whole thing. Like if it said popsicles or service dogs, you're like, sure. Right. Doesn't yeah. matter. I like them both. <laughs> yeah. And I think that they have a service. They provide a service. Firearms. Or you're like, and, I don't know. Well, you yeah. guys like have to wait and see. Yeah. Fudge rounds. Yes. I'm in. Yes. We went to Whole Foods, which, you know, makes me shake. Which I don't understand. I cannot stand. Just I have, but on, I, and I, sh I had no business being in a Whole Foods on election day because my anxiety was the highest it may have ever been. But I waited until we could go together because I, I just can't go to Whole Foods by myself. But it's why? overwhelming because you you got the twenty nine dollar hand soaps and you have it's a grocery store. It, it is more than that. The Don is a machine. 
Whole Foods is a machine. Okay. And if you get in the wrong, if you get in there in the wrong way, you're going to be publicly humiliated by people who are whole food. You're not, they don't, they're not very welcoming to newcomers. Oh, okay. Is what I'll say <laughs> at Whole Foods. How As someone who walks in, absolutely, because come on, I'm, I'm, I, I walk in blind, not knowing where anything is. I'd much rather shop at a Publix, but it was just most con- more convenient yesterday because we were doing taco night. I just wanted some shredded cheese. That's all I needed was some shredded cheese. Donna, we both walk into Whole Foods together and we have an entire cart next thing I know that's like at $150. All you needed was cheese. All I needed was some shredded cheese for Taco Night. But boy, aren't you glad we spent it because you ate so much stuff last night. I decided that I needed to buy some favorites to consume while watching election returns, some comfort snacks, comfort foods and things. That's not where you go, though. You don't go to Whole Foods for comfort snacks because they don't have your fudge rounds and ding-a-lings and no, all that I stuff had, you eat. No, I, uh, I had to improvise a little bit. So my election return comfort foods that I bought from Whole Foods included an entire pineapple upside down cake. I just saw it in the bakery and I thought, you know what? I haven't had one since I was very young. Um, it wasn't great. It was dry. Yeah, it was It was great. dry. I was very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> very disappointed. I didn't try to heat it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I had some peppered beef jerky. At probably $14 a bag. I had some brown butter chocolate chip cookies from the deli. 24, which we purchased yesterday at four o'clock and were gone by 8.30. I didn't night. have anything to do with that. Unbelievable. Well, the kids come down after we go to bed and just ransack the kitchen and the pantry. Well, that's why we have to hide our food. And then I had some gingerbread caramel popcorn. Those are my comfort foods. Now, when all four of those foods began to join neutrons and (laughs) things in my stomach, I had severe irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, boy. Here we go. And I think that I can, I think that for the most part, it's the pepper beef jerky. Just a hunch. There's a thread that runs through this podcast with you and your tummy. What's that? It's just, it's always like unsettled. Okay. You know? While we wait on election returns, don't turn the page, Donna. Don't mm-hmm. turn the page because I don't want you to see the answers. While we wait on election results for the presidential election. Um, Is this a game? Yes, real quick. Oh, real quick. There's not a whole lot to it. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, true or false? No president has ever been an only child. False. No, it's true. So every president has had brothers and sisters. Yep. Interesting. Yep. George Jasper Barney Washington is the only president with four names. False. Correct. Who's the other one? George Herbert Walker Bush. I knew that. Okay. True or false? Calvin Coolidge liked to have his head rubbed with petroleum jelly while eating his breakfast in bed. Listen, I would. So I'm going to go true. Absolutely. I mean, I can't think of anything better. Well, I mean, I can think of a few things better, but I, I love, who doesn't want to have their little head rubbed? Is that true or false? Yeah, me at petroleum jelly. So we had true. head rubbing. True. True. Kind of cool. He was in. Yes. Who wouldn't be? Dinner Affair offers you healthy, affordable meals for your family. Uh, they're tailored for all ages and tastes. You go to dinneraffair.com every month. You pick your dinners. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table. Always 100% guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. There's no contract. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta. Dinner affair ships nationwide. Two to three easy steps to get great dinners on the table. Always ready for your changing family schedule. You can store the fresh ingredient meals in your freezer uh, for later. You toss them uh, you know, in the sink. 
morning of defrost 24 hours and 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 you're ready in 24 hours that's never been the case with us you know you can do them the night before you can also put them in water which i've done and they defrost uh, much much quicker always have a fresh home cooked meal ready when you need it most yeah and i mean as you sit here and you're listening to the podcast you're probably like what am i going to make for dinner and you would not have these problems if you had meals ready in your freezer to go and things are kind of heating back up schools back in a little bit um, activities are kind of going back on and as you launch into um the holidays it's it's kind of like you go and you get that big all those groceries for the big meal. And then you're like, okay, now we have no other food for our other meals. And this solves that problem. You open your freezer, they're in there. They do not take up a lot of room and they are ready to go. And the great thing is no contract. And that's a huge one. With a lot of the um, meal prep services, you have to sign a long-term contract. You don't have to do that with Dinner Affair. They are so confident that their meals are so good, which they are, and that they're going to work for your family. They don't need a contract. You just order as you need it. Order as many as you need order more if you have a month where you're going to need extra food for different people. Dinneraffair.com. Very generous offer for you and your first time order $30 off. Enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. The promo code Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. So gallery furniture, here's what I say. Vote for Donna and the Wolfman. There's this great um, picture going around where it's them on like the side of like Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain or Mount Rushmore. And it's like vote for vote for um, the Wolfman and Donna, because as as funny as that is, you, you can bet on them because they have been around forever and they are a local business and they invest locally in their community. So this is the same Donna that probably helps you with your school, helps you with your ball team. They, they do all of those things. But the thing that we love the most about them is you can go out there today, find amazing furniture. We're getting into the holidays. We've talked about before, you're going to need more room for family coming in. You're going to need mattresses. You're going to need beds. You're going to need a big couch for everybody to congregate on and watch football in. And they have got everything on site for you to pick up today. They do financing on site, which is also helpful if you're you know, like, I really need something right now, but I want to be able to pay it off over time. They're going to help you with that. And one of the most amazing things that they have right now is this Monarch table and chairs. And it does include a long bench and it's eight forty nine, And that includes all the chairs and the table and the bench. Gallery furniture. The Wolfman legacy lives on. And I ask for uh, Donna and, and Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Now Shane's up there as well. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman at Gallery furniture i have developed the process as to how i do laundry and my process is being poo-pooed yeah i have a process that when i first dig into the dryer to pull out all of the clothes i throw them on the table and then i immediately separate them to make the pile seem to be smaller that's good i pull out towels Mm -hmm. first hoodies Mm -hmm. gone Mm-hmm. Then I'll toss T-shirts in one pile. Uh, underwear, I don't touch bras and panties. They're hung on the back of chairs. Mm-hmm. But it makes me look as if I'm being very productive very quick when you pull those big big ticket items out of your laundry mm-hmm. pile coming out of the dryer. And I love your – I think it's great that you have a process. The process I'm not 100% thrilled with is that you do multiple loads of wet laundry – and then they're backed up like airplanes at Hartsfield. And they're just sitting somewhere right. wet. Occasionally that does happen. To go into the dryer. Occasionally, Donna, I have miscalculated the time that it's going to take to dry a particular load of clothes. Yeah. 
And so for that reason, the washer is going to sit idle Mm -hmm. for maybe 30 minutes, which I don't like. Mm -hmm. I don't want an idle washer or an idle dryer. So I will remove the maybe a half load of clothes from the washer and throw them into the sink and let them drip dry. Mm. And then I'll go ahead and start another load in the washer Mm. so that Mm. both are moving Mm. in absolute symphony. Okay. This is compelling content. But the point of this is it is driving me nuts because I'm putting on Here shirts. We well, because I'm putting on shirts that smell. I mean, I appreciate you doing this. 30 minutes, Donna. They, they don't smell, smell moldy. They, after 30 minutes of sitting out? No, they don't. And then the sheets are like sort of semi-wet because you're rushing to get the wet stuff out of the dryer to get your next plane into the dryer. I mean, listen, I appreciate it so much. And I don't want anybody listening to think that I'm not appreciative because I am. Let me have my process. We have a new vacuum. Oh, boy. Here we go. We have a new vacuum. I didn't know we needed a new vacuum until I started vacuuming for the first time. This vacuum is one that you would see at like a Sears. That is a commercial type (laughs) vacuum and sounds like a jet dryer at the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, there's no hiding that you're vacuuming when you crank it on. Did we need a commercial yes. vacuum cleaner? Yes. Here's what happens. If anybody who's listening who has pets and people and crap, vacuum cleaners, I don't care which one it is. And this is a good one. It's an Auric. This is not like a commercial for Auric. It says commercial on it, though. <laughs> Seriously. like I think you like you took it from a Pennies or something. Maybe. But the point is that there's so, like when you have cat hair and dog hair, these vacuum cleaners, yes, you can change out your little roller wheel and all that stuff all the time if you're like really handy which we'll get to in a minute we're not but it's just like you just have to replace them they're like every i don't know yeah. they're just like all right you have it's to replace loud. them every now and then i've never heard anything like it okay, in my well. life what else do you have for us okay. on the home front you went to get some pumpkin because you said that it helps to grease the dog's anal glands yes is there truth to that it helps right. with stinky bottom. So there's a pound of Libby's pumpkin yep. in the pantry. Our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia, comes down. She's doing virtual school right now. She's a junior. She comes downstairs and sees the pumpkin. And she goes, what's the pumpkin for, Dad? And I said, to clean the dog's anal glands. And without missing a beat, she says to me, well, hell, I thought we were going to have pie. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry, Olivia. Yes, uh, if you're listening, supposedly... There'll be, no, there'll be no pumpkin pie. I'm testing this. Um, supposedly, <laughs> if you give your dogs a scoop of pumpkin pie stuff every like every other day, it helps like with the scooting. <laughs> and then it's, this is like a big... We've created this wonderful web of content. So then if you give them the pumpkin pie, you don't have to fire up your commercial vacuum cleaner. And then you also don't have as many sheets to do or towels. So there you go. We had a spare tire on for two days because we were traveling together mm-hmm. and we had a flat tire. Which I had to point out. You're just driving along. Donna, that's I'm not like, true. what's don't the do thump? That's not true at all. That's not true at all. So we pulled into a church mm-hmm. and uh, it was freezing this night. It was. It was. But uh, some, some little man came out. And well, before we get to the little man, so I said, do we have a spare? I said, of course you do. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, can you. I went on YouTube. Get out and there it, and change it, it. It looked it looked difficult. It looked challenging. 
So I said, listen, we're paying for AAA. Let's just have the little man come out. And he did. And it was changed. And no time. I had a little cash on me and gave it to him, which I normally don't have any cash on me at all. Do you but think I appreciate like when he Pete come, coming out. But like, okay, so when Pete came out, do you do you feel uh, like, uh, like if somebody came in to say. do my stuff at say. home, I would be like, I can do this. Like, are you like, okay, like Pete, do you, <laughs> like did Pete throw that on the gauntlet? Like, are you like, I can change this tire. I just don't want to. It's too cold. Like, what do you think? It's all of that. Okay. But I, I don't care. I'm ashamed. shame. So you don't, you didn't jump out. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. You didn't jump out of the car and go, Pete, listen, I can do it. No, I said, I looked at Pete. I said, I looked it up on YouTube. It looked tough. So I appreciate you coming out. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And then you and I, we were like mad because we had to stand outside. It was cold. And poor Pete's like having to crank it up on the cranker. Yep, he was. Well, so it brought me to things like, what are you? I really don't want to have this conversation. Freakishly good at. Because <laughs> I'll tell you like what. Like Pete I, was about changing tires. That's his profession. Yes. But like there are things that you don't think you're good at, but for some weird reason, you're really good at. Like, tell me one. Okay. Mine for me. Well, no, I want to, you first, Jim. Okay. I, and you know this, I am like freakishly good with electronic equipment. Like, yes. I don't know why, but it, I always have been. Like, even since I was like a, in college or whatever, like everybody would be like, okay, how do you hook up the VCR to the whatchamadoobie to the hoobadoobie? Like, I can do any of that. Like computers, the kids are always like, anytime they got a new gaming system, I was the one who went upstairs, hooked it up through all the stuff. I don't know. I'm just really like good with that. So what are you freakishly good at? Are you asking those yes. listening right now? <laughs> yes. You can remove rodents. You removed a, a mouse. A, a rat. It was a, a rat. rat. On, our, on the outside. Pest management. You're, yeah, you are good with pest management. As long as it's not a snake. Right. Okay, let's move on. What else are you good at? That's it. Can you string? Oh, I'll tell you what you are not freakishly. Okay, but see, that's <laughs> not the conversation. See, now you've you've, you've, you've As the holidays are upon us, you are not freakishly good at putting... The no. Christmas tree in the stand. Tell me one person who is. Tell me one man who is good and takes pride and looks forward to staking a Christmas tree in a Christmas tree stand. Well, and the lights. That's where it gets crazy. Should you tell your story? I think we should. Should you tell your story about what happened one time when we <laughs> got the tree that was too large and what you did with it? Like a javelin, like Garth Brooks at Oklahoma when he would toss a javelin, I threw it out the front door. And it rolled down the hill and into the cul-de-sac. And it was a brand new tree that was quite pricey. And the neighbors drove by and pulled in the cul-de-sac and said, what's up with the tree? I said, it's yours. And they took it and I'm sure had a beautiful Christmas. We, we did not so much. All because. I was frustrated. Okay, let's move on here to um, the next segment in the run of show. I for think this the tree was podcast. too big for the room. And you didn't want to trim it down or something. But How yeah, could I trim it down, Donna? You finally, you were like, I'm done. And you opened the door and just threw it I out. I did. I threw it out like a javelin throw. And not only did they get the tree, they got the stain. They did. Because I didn't care. I didn't give a damn. Take it. It'll look great in your house. It would not look good in mine. I'll never, I'll tell right, you another. We're done. Again, Donna, we're moving on to the next segment in the run of show. Let me tell you one and last tree. it's a very tree personal thing. segment. Well, because we're getting to the holidays. Let me tell you one last tree segment. You also are the same man who we always have the the Boy Scouts pick up our trees for the chipper every year. Yep. And you are the same man where they left a note on in the mailbox that said, we appreciate your donation. However, <laughs> for future reference, we don't need your Christmas lights. You need to take the lights no, off. I'm your not. Tree. If I'm paying you $25 to come pick up it's my tree, then you can, whatever the it Boy is, Scouts. then you can delight, you can delight the Christmas tree. 
They put it in a truck. You think they have time? But see, they can't put it in the chipper with the lights on. I'll find somebody who has time. It's not me, but I'll find someone time. Don't you worry about that. We got we got about a month and a half to worry about stuff like that. Good Lord. CBD stores are everywhere, but they are not the same. Unregulated business, that's what it is. So if you shop with a hemp pharmacy in front of the Home Depot on Wentworth Parkway, you're going to know exactly what you're getting. A third-party lab-tested CBD product. Edibles, topicals, smokables, tinctures. Locally owned and operated uh, with Christy and Richard Roth. Local business owners. That's the folks we love to partner with. If you are not aware of why I'm on CBD product and you're listening to, listening to this podcast. It's you, Donna's you, vaginas. You now. But, but there's that and just dealing with you and these issues with the tree and stuff and all this stuff. So um, I use tinctures and tinctures are the best way to get CBD product into your system. Um, and I love the way their tinctures taste. And I'll tell you why that's important. There are some tinctures that you can um, use that have CBD product and they just don't taste very well. Um, they taste very earthy and kind of odd. And the ones that I have used from Hemp Pharmacy taste amazing. Um, there's no bitter aftertaste and the product works well. Um, I also use gummies for um, in the afternoon, like for if I'm getting anxiety toward the end of the day, and they also help you sleep better. So there are a million ways to use um, CBD products and you can also use them for um, bath, for um anything you know they have great lotions they have these amazing lip balms so there's a lot of different ways to kind of start your I, I say a CBD journey but it really is you know start with one or two items and kind of work your way into it that way in front of the Home Depot Wentworth Parkway the Hemp Pharmacy like them on Facebook the Hemp Pharmacy Alpharetta you hear me talk all the time about how important it is to me as a father to have all three of my bear cubs at home and it's been that way until now Mm-hmm. Will is our 21-year-old son, and Will's moving. Yes. Will is moving to Knoxville, Tennessee. He's got a great job there. And um, we just found out within the past, uh, you know, three, four days. And I got to tell you, it's tough on me right now. Yeah, you've had a hard time with it. And I understand why. We've talked a lot. You and I have talked, had a lot of conversations about it. I, And I don't want this to come across in any other way that I want him out of my house. That's not it at all. I am really, and I know you're proud of him too, but I'm ready and he's ready. Um, when he decided not to go, you know, not to go back to college and he came home and started working, I have always told you, I felt like the most important thing for me, and I would talk a lot with Will about this, was finding a community. You know, finding a group of people that he could hang out with, that he could work out with, that he could go and do things with. And I think it's been really tough because he's sort of living in the suburbs. He's not sort of, he's living in the suburbs. And I think during the period that was COVID, it was easier for him because everybody was home from school. You know, for the most part, a lot of his friends had been called back from school. They weren't able to, to be at the, you know, different universities and they were doing school virtually. And I think it was easier for him because he had more people to hang out with. And then as people have gone back to school and other people graduated this last time and started going to school, I just think he started to kind of feel like he never really found a great, a great group. I just mean by of his age or like-minded, you know, and I think I'm just so proud of him because I think he's making a proactive decision and that's what we want with our kids. And yes, I'm going to miss him living in the house, but I've said to you, and this is where you and I, I think kind of have thought about it differently. I'm like, if he was at school, he wouldn't be here. 
and junior year, he would be doing an internship and probably living away or in a different city or even potentially sometimes in a different country. So I, I am good with it. You know, I just want to make sure, you know, I ask him a lot of questions about budgeting and, you know, when someone's going to get an apartment and they're kind of striking out on their own, they forget that there are all these things that go along with living in an apartment. There's, you know, water and there's power and there's all those kinds of things. So, um, but we've told him we can, you can raid the basement and take all of our extra furniture that's down there. And I'm excited for this next chapter. I really am. Because I have said to you offline a couple of times, in, in, and you know, we've talked about it. I've said, I kind of worry about him. Like I worry, you know, if he has a good group to hang out with. And again, when I say good group, I don't mean kids that are doing something wrong. I just mean kids in his age group, you know, who for whatever reason maybe didn't go to college and are like him and are kind of working. But I think it's hard to kind of find that group. And so he loves the outdoors. He has some other side of the family that's up in Tennessee. And he's also lived with us since first grade. And he's never, and we talked to him about this, he's never really lived in close proximity to the other side of the family. He's visited them and then come back. So I think if he hadn't lived with us, and if we had always had that classic because Will is my stepson, if we'd always had that kind of relationship where we only saw him every other weekend or, you know, that this would be a big hole in my heart. But because I feel like I have soaked up every minute with this kiddo since first grade, you know, I'm good with it and I'm proud of him. And I think nothing lasts forever. So you never know, you know, you send them off on their way and they have a funny way of coming back around. So I, I'm I'm proud of him and I want him to go out and meet new people and do new experiences and, and kind of start this next phase. But I know as a dad, it's tough for you because you're used well, to we having have, him there. Well, dad, we have the same name. We have the same birthday. But that's not going to change if he I know. Else. I know. I like having everybody at dinner. Yeah. Everybody at the dinner table. Maybe I, we can I FaceTime don't, him in. Well, of course we can do something like that. But I remember it was when he was in first grade this time of the year when he was coming to live coming to Atlanta. And yeah. that was by court order. Uh, because the earliest pictures I re- recall of him being here in a pumpkin patch at, at, at Scottsdale Farms, which is a, a pumpkin patch and uh, very nice glorified Ace Hardware, which is like a mile from our house. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a full circle moment, you know. I just don't think he's gone forever. I think I, in my mind, I look at it like he is away at school, but it's his school. You know, it's him doing his way of school. But, you know, if he were in college all the time, I was just talking to another friend of mine and she said, you know, it's just so different when they come home, like for the holidays or from college, because it's just not the same. They want to go and do things with friends and you're more like their base of operations (laughs) to sleep, get money, get fed. Seriously. And I remember that when I came home, but they're just constantly going and doing with their friends. So it's just, it's forever changed and it is hard. It's hard to, to let them go out into the world and release them. But what I feel good about, and I've told him this is he did it on his own. He showed me his little resume he'd done and you know, he just, he's proud of himself. And that's what we want as parents, as painful as it can be sometimes. That's what we ultimately want. So I know he's going to do great. Love you, buddy. We have a small ask of you three things. If you're able, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. Helps others to find it. And when I'm in the bathroom doing a number two and just 
on my phone. I like to read the, the, the reviews occasionally. So drop me something new to read as I drop. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And they do include Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, the Hemp Pharmacy, Windward Parkway, in front of the Home Depot, and DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAFARE.com. How you holding up over there, Don? I'm good. Okay. How about you? New episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Athlete Podcast Network.